We are so excited that this latest message from Truth Movement Church can meet you where you are today. This message from TMC will help you to apply the truth of God's Word to your everyday life. It's practical and powerful. Enjoy His Word. Let's push and let's put a little work in today. Let's go to Philippians chapter 4, verse 4. We'll start there, the New King James Version. Philippians 4. Verse 4, the New King James Version. Y'all excited to be here this morning? That's good. I would hate to see what sorrow looks like from you guys. (laughs) Philippians 4, chapter 4. We shouldn't be here long today. As long as you play along, we won't be here. And I I can preach to the cows come home if you push me. But I believe we can get this done in about 20 minutes. Is that all right? <clears throat> but you got to work now. Got to work hard. Philippians 4, verse 4. Let's start reading there. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Now, this isn't part of my message. Um, and I've, I fight the urge sometimes to just preach every verse that I read. Uh, but, but Paul clearly states for us that joy is something that you can always obtain. Joy is not situational. Um, It is not circumstantial. You can always have joy as long as the source of it comes from Christ Jesus. Many of us float in and out of joy because our joy is tied to certain things. It's tied to our youth. It is tied to our success. It It is tied to our family. But what Paul says is that you can always experience joy, have a constant, persistent joy, as long as it is rooted in Christ Jesus. I thought that was so powerful because I find myself sometimes on an emotional roller coaster because my joy at times is tied to the wrong thing. Paul says, Joy, you should always have joy as long as it's not tied to the wrong thing. Verse 5 Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Verse 6 Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer. And supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. <laughs> now, for me, when I read this, and this is, again, this is not part of my message. This is all the good stuff you get because you come to TMC. This is all free. When he says by prayer and supplication, and then he says sprinkle on top of that some thanksgiving. Listen, now here's the thing. God does not mind you coming to him with your petitions and, and your supplications, but he needs Thanksgiving on top of it. I love chicken. But please don't give me a piece of chicken that has been boiled without any lorry seasoning salt because it's not enjoyable. Listen, Paul says, listen now, if you want this thing to be enjoyable for God, you make sure that you sprinkle on top of your prayer and supplication some thanksgiving. Because it keeps us from the position of whining to God. If I'm always postured with gratefulness, if I'm always postured from a space of thankfulness, then I will make sure that God receives it and he says, oh, that was good one, so I like that prayer. That was a free one. It has nothing to do with my message. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts 
and minds through Christ Jesus. Shout amen. Amen. Um, Today I want to discuss a topic um, that I don't believe is discussed in our community, uh, let alone our churches, uh, and that is the topic of anxiety. Um, I, I want to make sure that we, you know, are on the same page with, with anxiety. Um, I believe, and based upon my research, that anxiety is a normal emotion. If you are human um, and you walk on the face of this earth, um, at some point you will experience some measure of anxiety. Um, you've got a big test coming up. There will be some anxiety. Um, you are up for a promotion. There will be some anxiety when there is life transition. I'm going from, you know, the, the, the sixth grade to the seventh grade. Or I'm going from eighth grade to, to, to high school. <clears throat> there will be some measure of anxiety. If I'm a new mom, if I'm a new dad, if I'm taking on different life changes, there will be some measure of anxiety. Anxiety is a normal emotion. A few weeks ago, we talked about Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. And this may sound a bit blasphemish, but Jesus was there dealing with some anxiety about what he had to do. And then he combats his anxiety with prayer. He shakes himself from the prison of anxiety. Oh, gosh, he shakes himself from the prison of anxiety through prayer. I think prayer and I believe, excuse me, I think anxiety and I believe anxiety is a normal emotion as long as it doesn't persist. Because emotions are to be experienced, they're not to be lived in. So if I live in a place and I stay in a place of anxiety, then that is abnormal anxiety. And and, and to add to that, if my anxiety keeps me from doing the thing that I must do or I'm called to do, then that in itself is abnormal. That's bad anxiety. Yes? When Paul writes to the church in in Philippi, the verses we just read, um, he says, be anxious uh, for nothing. He is is speaking to abnormal anxiety. He's not speaking about normal anxiety. I think sometimes, and I think Portia did a good job of this last week, we can take text out of context. We'll be anxious for nothing. Well, does that mean I shouldn't be concerned about this thing that's coming up? Like, should I not? No, it is normal to be concerned. Jesus was concerned, and I believe he allowed that to be written into Scripture so you could understand and relate to the fact that when I've got things going on, I should feel some kind of way if you care about it. Can I be vulnerable for a moment? You're not saying anything. Every week for myself, probably Wednesday, Thursday, I get a drop in my stomach. Every week. It does never fails. Because I know that on Sunday I have to get up here and I have to deliver a message on the behalf of the kingdom of God. I don't feel any anxiety because I'm scared of you. I've, I've, I've voiced this multiple times. I could care less what you think about me. I'm concerned about what you think about the king, kingdom of God. So every Wednesday, Thursday, I feel some measure of anxiety when I get ready to walk up on this stage. Because I'm representing the kingdom. It is very normal to have some anxiety. 
a measure of it, but it cannot what? Persist. I should not live in it. I should not stay there. But when Paul writes to the church in Philippi, he is not talking about that kind of anxiety. He is talking about the anxiety that we have at times that is tied to the necessities of life. He's not talking about, oh, I got a test and Oh, I'm about to do this. Oh, I'm about to do that. And I feel some, you know, uneasiness or whatever. And he's not talking about that. He's talking about the anxiety that we have at times about life necessities. James brought up in his sermon a minute ago um, about this, this, this unseen thing that we're all very concerned about. And it is tied to the air that we breathe. Air is a necessity of life. And what Paul says, you shouldn't have anxiety about the necessities of life, things that God just freely provides. But now we sit in a season of our lives where we're concerned and we have anxiety about a cough. Did, did he just cough? Did, what, 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 what? Are they, why aren't they wearing a mask? When we're concerned about the necessities and we feel angst and we feel pressure about money, about how we're going to eat, how, how we're going to live. I believe, this is, this is my personal, that's not my personal opinion, you find it in the scripture, I believe love is a necessity. When, when, you're, when you have anxiety about love, being loved, feeling loved, experiencing love. Those are the things that Paul is addressing in his letter to the, to the church in Philippi. And I, 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 I honestly believe that today in this atmosphere that we sit in, we feel more anxiety about all things than we've ever felt before. We feel pressure all over the place. Because there are some things that you never consider unless it happens. You, you're to some degree naive about certain things until something happens. And, and because I lost my job, I could lose it again. I never thought about that before, but I could potentially lose it. And because I lost a loved one, I could lose another one. I mean, I start feeling anxiety about all things. And Paul says, be anxious for nothing. But we sit in a position where we feel anxiety about all things. He gives us the antidote for anxiety. Write that down. The antidote for anxiety. Let's get these three simple points and I'm going to send you home. It's okay? <clears throat> you get anything so far? Okay. Let's go to verse 6. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Point number one, write this down, is the phrase, ask for it. <clears throat> Say that with me, ask for it. Now, I want you to hope you have your Bibles out. We're a Bible teaching church. You showed up to church without your Bible, you're in trouble. Paul says, and I want you to catch the, the distinction here. He says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. By prayer and supplication. Now, I know that Paul is an uber bright guy. 
He is super smart, one of, the, one of the, the smartest men in all of Scripture. And I believe if there was not a difference between prayer and supplication, he would have not written it apart from each other. He wouldn't have said prayer and supplication. Because if you think about this um, technically, your prayer is just the conversation. You can, ha- you, can, you can have a conversation about anything, but never ask for what you need. He says by prayer and supplication. Here's the challenge that most of us have. We say to ourselves and even those around us that I've prayed about that already. You may have said something in communication with God about it, but you never petitioned him about it. There's a big difference between the two. You have to ask for it. Shout, ask for it. He says it's prayer and petition or the word supplication. It has to be both as it relates to the things that you feel you need. I have to say the words. Because if you, if you think, raise your hand if you got children. I'm going to give you something that makes you extremely frustrated. If your kids walk up to you and they, I'm so hungry, I'm going to die. I'm starving. What are you implying? What? So, because I can play stupid too, so what are you saying? Like, what does that mean? Listen to me. That is what we do to God. God, this thing is on my shoulders, and I don't know what to do. Okay, tell me what's on your shoulders, and tell me what you want me to do about it. Prayer and supplication. Because we get angry with God when he doesn't respond. And this is the thing that we don't understand about God. In that example, if my daughter comes to me or my kids come to me and they say, I'm so hungry, I'm going to die. There will be probing questions that I will ask you to finally get to what you want to ask me. Well, we know God don't do that. He's not going to sit there and play this game with you. So so tell me more. Listen to me, y'all. You have to ask for it. The things that are pressing me, the things that I feel that I cannot live without, I have to be able to say the words, and I've got to establish a vernacular in prayer that lets God know what exactly it is I want from him. Prayer and supplication. Not just prayer. Prayer is the umbrella of communication. (laughs) I got to be specific. Because I don't know the last time God responded back to you invocally anyway. I mean, if he did, then tell me. But, oh, God, I'm so hungry. But I'm going, okay, daughter, what is it that you want to eat? He doesn't do that. He wants you to be very specific about what you need. Because it leaves us in a position of being upset with God when he doesn't respond. I've been praying about this forever. No, you've been communicating to God about this forever, but you have yet to add prayer and petition together so that you can move God on your behalf. Okay. Let's get some more. Verse 6, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication and with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Second point is a child's place. Say that with me, a child's 
place. Um, I, if you don't know this already or you didn't attend, we had a, a prayer workshop three weeks ago. Um, and it was amazing. And one of the, the, I guess, elements that we stayed on for a period of time um, was the, the structure um, that Jesus gave us for prayer, a model of prayer. And I think it's Luke, Luke chapter 11 uh, where Jesus says, um, when you pray, pray like this. And he says, our, say that with me, our, our. now. Through deductive reasoning uh, from, from the, the relational structure of that beginning, of, be, the beginning of that prayer, once you reason this thing down, if, if God is our father, then we are his. Y'all such a good class. Y'all get an A for participation. Whenever you allow anxiety to persist in your life, it robs you of the father-to-child relationship that you have with God. Because it is almost as if I am worried about things, I'm taking on the responsibility of things that my father should be worried about. (laughs) We were, um, Kennedy and I were in Atlanta a few weeks ago. And um, it was, I think I said this before, she's, she was a good date. Um, we had a great time. And um, didn't we have a good time? Yeah, we did. She better say we had a good time. Um, but I was just aggravated with the whole thing. I just don't like being out, right? It's just, it just bothers me because I'm, I'm not judgmental, but I, I, I look at things. I pay attention to little things. And um, we had gotten, you know, we, got, we get there and we were in Alpharetta. And uh, we, we, we get settled, and we, my family, we like to try new things, specifically food. I'm always down for a good meal. If you want to bless me with some gift cards. <laughs> Preferably added, let me stop. Um, but we get to Alpharetta, and Alpharetta has all of these great mom-and-pop um, restaurants. I mean, it's a bunch of them where we're staying. So I gave Kennedy my, well, she was on her phone, and I said, well, pretty girl, you can just pick, you know, we'll eat wherever, you know what I mean? And every day, we were like, we were killing it. We had some good stuff. But I allowed her to pick. So she would go into her phone, and she says, Dad, this looks like a good one. And she would go through, oh, Dad, that looks amazing. This is Kennedy, right? Oh, Dad, that looks amazing. And I'm like, all right, well, let's go try that. And we get there. And whatever it was, I never really, as long as I agree with the menu, because I'm not going to Golden Corral, but as long as I agree with the menu, as long as I agreed, let's go. Let's go make it happen. So we get there, and, and, and all she does is walk in. She said, I saw this, and I want that off the menu. And, and you know, here you go, Dad. And I would go up, and I would pay for it. Never once did she have to worry about the cost of it. Because I had given her the liberty to choose. So when we showed up at the restaurant, she wasn't worried about the bill. She let me handle that because her only job was to make sure that she told me what she wanted. Oftentimes in prayer, we will not give things to God because we're holding on to him because of our anxiety. We're not allowing him to be our father, and we don't take the position of child, and you're robbing yourself of the benefits that God extends to his children. Never not one time did she look at her phone or the app that she was on, and she says, oh, Dad, this one has $3 next to it. Do you think you can pay for that one? 
she never had to ask me those questions because I gave her those liberties. He says, ask me for what, ask me for what you want. And then don't worry about if I can deliver because if I told you that I will, then I have the capacity to do it. He says, ask me about the necessities of your life. If you need love, ask me. If you need relationship, ask me. If you need joy, tell me. If you want peace, pray to me. I'm not going to say you got to pray about that. Tell me what you want. And stop, listen, stop thinking about things that are above your pay grade. That, that issue's for daddy. Do, do you know how, uh, how tough it would be on you if you walked in your house one day? If you got children. Specifically for a man. Walked in the house and I saw my daughter sitting there. Oh, Dad, I don't know if they're going to turn the lights off or not. Oh my, Dad, do you have the money to pay for it? That is what we do to the almighty God. That's what we do to him. Are you sure you're God? Are you sure you can, you can take care of this? Are you sure you can deliver that family member that I've been praying about? Is it too much for you? How frustrated will you, would you be? Okay. I, I, I don't want us to... to, to there are benefits that comes in the relationship that we have with God as his children. And many of us never access those benefits because we don't know how to pray. We don't know what that looks like. And he is simply saying, ask me, tell me, reveal it to me. Because here's the thing, and I say this all the time about children. I think I'm a really good dad. I'm an awesome dad. And um, I do a good job at trying to make sure that my children are comfortable speaking to me about anything. But as amazing as I am, I honestly believe that I will only get, as good as I am, I'm only going to get 70% of what's really going on with them. Like, if you suck, then you're going to get, like, 30%. Like, you're not going to get anything. But honestly, let's think about this now. Think about yourself and your parents. You know it's true. Like, I I love my mom, I love my dad, but you don't tell them everything. Listen, we do the same thing with God. We will get into prayer and not tell him what's truly happening in our lives and tell him what we truly need. He's saying, tell me. I'm a good, good father. I've proven to you that I love you. You, you. Listen, your mind and your heart is safe with me. Tell me everything. Okay. Let's get this last one so we can go home. I know you're anxious to get out of here. <laughs> Let's go back to verse 6. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. <clears throat> Our third and final point for today uh, is supernatural protection. Share that with me, supernatural, supernatural. 
protection. Um, as of October uh, 2020, um, I came across this, this stat that um, 62% of Americans feel more anxiety than they did a year ago. 62%. Um, and if that stat is true, um, then that means the vast majority of us in here feel anxiety more than we felt it a year ago. And that means that there's a, there's a piece of us or a portion of us specific to our mind and our heart that is preoccupied. You see, anxiety desires to rob you of the moment you're in and keep you concerned about the future. And what Paul makes me understand and what he makes me realize through this letter that he has written is that I don't have to battle anxiety. You don't have to. Because the moment you feel anxiety, you go pray. With petition. Unto God. And I wrote it down like this. Prayer and petition is the pathway to God's peace. Prayer and petition is the pathway to God's peace. And God's peace provides me with protection. I love that he writes this down. He says it will, it's going to protect your mind and your heart. Two vital organ, organs. It, he says it's going to protect the seat of who you are. You see, and I don't know if we understand that my mind and my heart needs a guard. You see, some of the presentations that we are, are subjected to in this society plays on my mind and my heart. But Paul writes that if you pray with prayer and petition, you'll find yourself experiencing the peace of God, and then the peace of God will not only give you peace, but it turns around and protects the peace that he already gave you. I don't think we understand that we need protection. You see, we do things to try to experience peace, but we don't understand that the peace that we have has to be protected. There's a difference. Many of us have tried to do a variety of things. I remember when I, um, I was in a conference room at the time and we were watching TV and um, I see thousands of people, you know, storming the Capitol. And I said to myself, this is something else I got to think about. And then right after that goes off, and then all of the stats start to run about all of the death and all of, all of, all of the, the cases of the, the coronavirus. And then you start to talk about the racial injustice and all of these different things that are starting to play on, on, on my head and, and, and on my heart. And what, what Paul says is that you don't need to have anxiety about these things. As soon as you start to feel it, you go pray. Because it will, it will protect you against these things that are trying to gain access to your heart and, and your mind. 
that is where I want to be. You know, the word or the phrase kept coming to my mind when I was preparing this protective custody. He wants to lock me up for my own good. I am, I, I am tired of the news trying to access my mind and my heart. I am tired of social media trying to access my mind and my heart. And the only defense that I have against it is the peace of God. And it is automatic to me. It is given to me because if I am a child of God, he just bestows it upon me. But he says the pathway to my peace is through prayer and petition. So if I want peace and I want to keep my peace, I've got to make sure that when I get down on my knees, I tell him about it. That is where I want to be. I just Listen to me. I just don't want to experience peace. I don't want to have an oasis of peace. I want God's peace. Thank you for streaming the latest message from Truth Movement Church. We pray that you found something in God's word that you can deposit into your heart for future use. To stay connected with our ministry, like us on Facebook or Instagram, or learn more about us by visiting www.truthmovementchurch.org.